happy International Francophonie Day, first and foremost, and good day to everyone. Thank you all for joining us today on the traditional territory of Treaty 6, and thank you so much to the board, uh, board chair of Edmonton Catholic School Division, Sandra Palazzo, and Principal Claudia Pedersen for hosting us today. I would also like to express my appreciation to the board chair of Edmonton Public School Boards, Tricia Esterbrooks, for her attendance. Thank you both. Additionally, I would like to thank all other elected officials and board representatives who are here today, as well as those who are elected in other parts of the province. I commend you for your wonderful education leadership, passion, and contributions to the amazing education system we are fortunate to have in the province of Alberta. I want to extend my sincerest appreciation and acknowledgement to the teachers, principals, educational assistants, and other staff in the schools of Alberta who put forth effort each and every day, day in and day out, to ensure that all learners are equipped with the tools and resources to succeed. Your roles are noble and invaluable, so thank you very, very, very much. Over the past month, I have been sharing the positive and historic new developments in the province's latest budget. Two weeks ago, I was in Calgary announcing more than $820 million specifically to address enrollment growth. With more people looking for a brighter economic future, we have many families moving to Alberta, and the number of students in our schools is increasing. The government is providing significant funding to support that enrollment growth. With Budget 2023, the operating budget for the Ministry of Education is increasing by nearly $2 billion over the next three years. This will support school authorities to hire approximately 3,000 education staff, including teachers, educational assistants, bus drivers, and support staff and will help manage class sizes. Today, it is my honor to announce another new funding initiative that will help alleviate some of the pressures that teachers, staff, and even students are feeling. Our government is providing school boards across the province $126 million over the next three years to address complexities in the classroom. As the overall number of students in Alberta grows, so does the number of students with diverse cognitive, social, and emotional needs. Some students need extra help learning English as an additional language, and others may have learning disabilities or behavioral challenges, which can be challenging for the teachers to manage on their own. This new funding is intended to help school authorities increase the amount of support teachers have within the classroom so that individual students can receive the focused time and attention they need. School authorities will be able to use the funding to hire more educational assistants or increase their hours, provide more training opportunities for staff, and or hire specialists such as counselors, psychologists, psychologists, interpreters, or even more teachers. The government recognizes that additional <clears throat> educational assistants are an, pardon me, the government recognizes that educational assistants are an integral part of Alberta's school communities. They help people, um, pardon me again, 
They help provide inclusive learning environments and make meaningful differences in a child's development. This new funding is part of our effort to increase the number of educational assistants in Alberta's classrooms. At the same time, we have listened to school authorities and acknowledged that they need a high degree of flexibility to use this funding in the way that works best for them and their local school populations. That's why we have made it so that school authorities are free to use this money not only to hire many different kinds of new staff, but also to offer more hours and training to existing staff as well. We are also avoiding more paperwork and administrative burden for school authorities by building this investment into their operational funding amounts rather than requiring them to fill out applications. Ultimately, this funding will result in millions of new dollars adding flexibility for school authorities, more support for teachers, and a more impactful learning environment for students. However, our plan to address classroom complexity is much larger and more comprehensive than this initial investment alone. In total, Budget 2023 provides $1.5 billion in learning support funding, which benefits Alberta's most vulnerable students and children with specialized learning needs. Additionally, with Budget 2023, we have added another $40 million to our long-term plan to help students facing academic and mental health challenges as a result of the pandemic, bringing the four-year total to $150 million. So to support students' well-being, we have already committed $50 million to support 80 mental health pilots right across the province, $85 million to close learning gaps in grades 1 to 5, and up to $10 million to increase access to specialized service providers such as speech-language pathologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, and psychologists. With this funding support, school authorities mental health service providers, and other organizations are collaborating and developing innovative new approaches to support the well-being of students. And we have also made significant progress on helping students catch up from the pandemic. Last year, students in grades 1 to 3 regained an average of almost seven months of literacy and numeracy skill development, which is most of the time that they had previously lost to disruption in learning due to the pandemic. This year, we doubled the initial budget for learning disruption from $10 million to $20 million to support literacy and numeracy development for our youngest learners. Alberta's teachers and school leaders are doing a tremendous job to meet the complex and diverse needs of their students. And the government is continuing to roll out a variety of new funding initiatives and targeted supports to help them. Budget 2023 is about securing Alberta's future and the wonderful people that make up our province. This government understands the education system is a critical starting point in securing the future of Alberta's students. Our increased investment in education will help ensure students are prepared for success, both in the school and beyond. So thank you all for attending, and I will now turn it over to Board Chair Sandra Palazzo to say a few words. Thank you, Minister. 
Good afternoon, everyone. We would also like to thank Principal Peterson and, of course, our staff and students for your graciousness in hosting us today. On behalf of Edmonton Catholic Schools, Board of Trustees and Administration, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to Holy Child Catholic Elementary School and to thank the Honourable Minister of Education, Adriana LaGrange, for inviting us to provide remarks for this important announcement. As educators, it is our goal to ensure that every student has the opportunity to receive an education that meets their needs and empowers them to reach their full potential. Over the past years, we have seen increasing complexities in our student population, and there have been challenges to the landscape in Alberta's classrooms from students returning to in-person instruction after the pandemic to the influx of newcomers. And with these changes, school divisions have had to accommodate diverse and complex student populations. The impact of the fear, isolation, and interruptions to learning that were a part of the pandemic is going to be felt for many, many years. Classrooms have become increasingly complex as a result of so much more than learning loss. Examples of some of these complexities include escalating mental health issues, and even rising rates of students diagnosed on the autism spectrum. Many of our young people have lost critical social and emotional formative experiences that schools are needing to address to a more normalized environment. Education, student growth and development involve so much more than teaching and learning in today's schools. And the Classroom Complexities Grant acknowledges that curriculum attainment is not the only thing that happens in our schools today. The grant acknowledges that the whole child has educational, social, emotional, and mental health needs that must be supported. These dollars will assist school divisions to ensure that well-trained, specialized staff are present in our schools to help teachers and staff address the diverse and complex needs of our students. Edmonton Catholic Schools has a well-developed, multidisciplinary team approach to meeting students' diverse needs, ranging from therapeutic supports to psychologists, counselors, and social workers. These specialists are present in our schools to provide exceptional service in a holistic educational model. And this is in addition to the ongoing supports provided to students by educational assistants. Through our commitment to ensure we are responsive to the needs of all our students, we look forward to continuing to work with the ministry, our staff, and community partners to create an educational environment that is ever more inclusive, equitable, and empowering. Thank you. And at this time, I'm pleased to invite Board Chair for the Edmonton Public School Board, Ms. Tricia Estabrooks. Thanks so much, Chandra, and um, thank you, Minister LaGrange, for the warm welcome and invitation to today's event. Um, thanks to Principal Peterson. It's great also to be joined by my colleagues on the Board of Trustees, Trustee Julie Cusick, Trustee Marcia Nelson, and Trustee Don Hancock. Um, you know, I'm really excited to be here today to share specifically details about the Educational Assistant Internship Program, big name there, that Edmonton Public Schools will be prototyping this spring. You know, anyone who's been in a school knows just how critically important educational assistants are to our school communities. 
They support kids who have a wide range of abilities and exceptionalities, which can include autism, emotional and behavioral challenges, mental health issues, learning difficulties, as well as physical health concerns. EAs support learning communities where every student belongs, where every student feels included, and every student experiences success. They're also really key team players. Um, you know, they're part of a team that empowers students to reach their goals and, and to do their best. The reality is, though, and Edmonton Public Schools and other school divisions across the province will know this, is that we've been experiencing challenges in both recruiting and retaining EAs to provide that valuable support to kids that we serve. And so with the support of Alberta Education, we are prototyping a program this spring that will train educational assistants while also giving them on-the-job training in the classroom. We'll be working really closely with two northern school divisions, Fort Vermilion Public and Fort McMurray Catholic School Divisions, ensuring that that training can also be delivered remotely. Initially, it will include up to 23 educational assistants. And, um, you know, just sort of breaking down what the program will look like. It'll run for three months, and students will learn about the role of an EA, who requires an EA, child brain development, supporting literacy and numeracy, managing anxiety, working with students who have complex behavioral needs, and also nonviolent crisis intervention. In addition to that classroom learning piece, EAs will spend 60% of the program interning through an in-school placement. So that's that on-the-job, in-the-classroom experience that allows them to not just learn, but also earn while they're learning. And I think that's a really key and exciting part of this project. What Edmonton Public learns from this prototyping will inform next steps and allow us to pilot the EA internship program in divisions across the province, which is significant. We're really hopeful at Edmonton Public, um, that, and I know the ministry shares this hopefulness, that this innovative, forward-thinking approach will help ensure students continue to receive the crucial supports they need to be successful, while also finding ways to retract, um, attract pardon me, and retain educational assistance. And I do want to say a special thanks to our superintendent, Daryl Robertson, and his team, who've really kept the idea of collaboration front and center when they've developed um, this program. So thank you for that, Daryl. And again, thank you to the minister and to the province for helping fund what we hope will be a successful prototype of the EA internship program. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you so much to minister and to our distinguished guests today. We'll now go to media questions. We will start in the room and then move to the phone lines. Uh, if you're a reporter here in the room, just a friendly reminder, you have one question and one follow-up. If you can move to the mic and uh, identify yourself on the outlet, please go ahead with the first question. Hi, Sarah Reed with Global News. Um, I guess a Starting off with uh, you, Minister, is there an idea of how this funding will be broken down across the province? Uh, maybe how much in, in particular Edmonton will be receiving? Well, you know what, I don't have those exact numbers in front of me, but the way it's broken down is there is a base amount for school authorities, and then it's a per-student amount. And so the school authority will get a proportion to the number of students that they have within their jurisdiction. And, and we anticipate that it 
would allow school authorities across the province to hire approximately 3,000 full-time equivalency positions. And then um, for Trisha, for this um, this new program or this prototyping program, um, is this, I guess, how is this being funded? Is this being funded through the the $126 million? It's separate, it's separate which we appreciate, and it's about $500,000. Yeah. Thank you. Next question in the room. Hi, Emmanuel Prince from Radio-Canada. Um, I get that it's an, augment, uh, an augmentation in funding, but there is also a boom in the number of students. So will they receive more funding per student that they received before in the, in the last few years? All, all the students are calculated in, in the projections that are coming forward in uh, for September of 2023. And so you will get, uh, the school authorities will get uh, funding on the projected numbers that are coming to their school authority. And... Uh, taken into account. And as I indicated in my speech, we've already allocated $820 million over the next three years for enrollment growth. Yeah. And my other question is that, yes, there's a, there's more complexity in the classroom, but there's also more students per class. Will you do something about ratios? Well, part of the complexity is if there's more students in the classroom. So enrollment growth funding, as well as this additional funding, um, work together, work hand in hand. Um, as I indicated, we we spend uh, pro- approximately about $1.5 billion will be spent in 23-24 school year to uh, address our most vulnerable students. Um, and so really it's up to the school authority as to how they uh, will utilize that funding because, of course, Alberta Education, 98% of all the funding goes directly to the school authorities, to the school boards that are represented here and others across the province. And then they allocate, they actually hold the contracts with teachers and with educational assistants and all of these support staff that are required in the schools. Thanks, Minister. We'll move to the next question in the room. If that's all the questions in the room, then operator will move to the phone lines. Thank you. The first question is from Janet French, CBC. Good afternoon. I've got some questions for the minister about seclusion rooms. So my colleague um, filed a freedom of information request recently and found that seclusion room use in Alberta is increasing since you began requiring the tracking of the use of these rooms. Why is their use increasing, and what do you think about that trend? Well, sorry, Janet, can you hear me? Okay, mic's back on. Uh, so thanks for the question, Janet. As, as you would uh, um, recall, in 2019, we, we uh, looked at seclusion rooms, and we brought forward guidelines on the use of seclusion rooms, on the proper use of seclusion rooms. Um, and in fact, these spaces um, are utilized as a last resort by school authorities. Um, We did not and were not able to track accurate numbers through COVID, and we're only, once again, retracking numbers. While there has been a bump up, we are continuing to track that and understand the realities of it. Are they COVID-related? Is it due to the the higher numbers of students that we're seeing in our schools across the province? Um, Does it have something to do with um, various, uh, you know, the fact that we're short on certain specialties on being able to interact with some of the students some we have a child psychologist shortage across the province uh, we've had to um, 
uh, add additional dollars. I've added additional $10 million for assessments because there was a huge backlog in assessing students as well. So we're looking at all of the factors that could be in um, reflected in these numbers and uh, hope to have more to say on that soon. Thanks so much, Minister. And a follow-up from Janet? Yeah, I don't think I heard you say how you felt about it, what you think about the trend. Uh, but also, is this a government plan on tracking the use of so-called chill-out or de-escalation rooms. We're hearing from some parents that their children were shut into them, but they are not going reported because they're sort of hiding it under a different name, which I think, you know, maybe actually counter to these regulations that you wrote. What do you think about that? Well, if, if there's any... Uh any usage of these uh, spaces or, or rooms that are um, counter to what the regulations are, we can follow up and, and please get us specific information on that. Um, from what I'm hearing, uh, relaxation rooms, some of the uh, sensory rooms uh, that are in schools, and, and I would invite anyone to go and have a look at these sensory rooms. There's a lot of um, uh, really neat fiber optics and, and things in those rooms so children can actually get in there, calm themselves down, and then be able to self-regulate so that they can then come back into the classroom and continue on with their day-to-day -day learnings. Um, I, you know, as, as a former rehab practitioner that worked with developmentally disabled, I know firsthand the value of having some of these relaxation spaces so that students uh, who are finding it difficult to, to be regulated um, and, you know, are acting out in, in behaviors that are not appropriate within the classroom have a place that they can go and, um, and, and really just calm themselves. So, uh, again, we are tracking these numbers uh, on, on the other rooms, the regulated rooms, and on the sensory rooms. Uh, school authorities, I know, uh, look after this very, very closely. Um, these are areas of last resort. I, I can't stress, stress that enough. I know that teachers and administrators all look to have other interventions in place through the individualized program plan for students that have uh, difficulties for one reason or another. So these are areas of last resort. And, and when there is uh, a very good likelihood that the child will have um, injury to themselves, to staff members, or to others. Awesome. Thanks so much, Minister. We will move to our uh, next and final question today. Catherine Grakowski, Alberta Today. Thanks for taking my question. It was a, a question of clarification on the distribution of the funding. So for the per student, is that per student that's considered to be complex, whether that be English as an additional language or having a learning disability, or is that per student total for the division? Per student total for the division. Because we know educational assistance... Um, are provide a, a valuable service, and all these specialties provide valuable service throughout the whole division uh, beyond even just complex students. Wonderful. And do you have a follow-up? And, and when you say, yeah, when you say these um, complexities are on the rise, uh, be they learning disabilities or an influx of English language learners, um, do you have any data to show how how much that has increased over the uh, last few years? 
Well, we're in a unique year um, in that we actually um, now have uh, more students attending than we had projected in previous years. Um, so our numbers are rising. We are post, post-pandemic. Um, we'll classify it as post-pandemic, as well as uh, we have seen a, a huge influx of Ukrainian displaced students as well. We we now have over 3,800 students in our schools. So we are looking at all the numbers, and uh, as soon as I have more detailed numbers, I'll, I'll be happy to share them. Thanks so much, Minister. That concludes our media questions for the day. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Great. Thank you.